0: Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two.
2: Episode 144, Creative Ways to Declutter.
1: Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, save money. embrace simplicity, embrace and live a richer life. Live life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill.
3: Mm,
2: mm, mm. Mm, mm. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about decluttering because it's
3: January and that's like a big thing right now. Get that stuff gone that you don't need anymore. Mm
2: -hmm. So we're going to let you in on some fun ways to do it and some of our past episodes. But first, let's give it up to our sponsors. So our first sponsor is the Frugal Friends Workbook Flash Sale. So the Frugal Friends workbook is a digital workbook with six week-long challenges that turn improving your finances into a game. You'll get 60 pages of teaching and implementation guidance on topics ranging from decluttering and increasing your income to having healthy money conversations. And while it can be completed on your own, it's created to be gone through in pairs or small groups. That's why every purchase comes with two downloads. So head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash workbook to learn more. And this week only. So today through next week, you can get the workbook for 40% off. That's the lowest we've ever offered it. So if you've been thinking about it, now is your chance. No code needed. Just go to frugalfriendspodcastcom slash workbook.
3: This declutter week is also brought to you by hand-me-downs. As the middle child in my family, I survived off of my sisters or let's face it, anyone else's used clothing toys furniture probably food you name it (laughs) i used to hate it but like anything that sticks around long enough i began to grow a fondness and understanding for it hand-me-downs it's not what you want it's what you need
2: Mm. it's what you deserve (laughs) yes
3: (laughs) You were the second, third, fourth, fifth child born. So no, you don't get the new things. I can't relate. And sometimes even if you are the firstborn, that doesn't matter. You're getting the hand-me-downs of a friend, cousin, That's neighbor. Kai. I <laughs> I sit in his nursery and I'm like, I don't see
2: anything firsthand in here. and <laughs> And I only have one child. So I am proud and then also question... Why? Why Why do I do this? He doesn't know any different. He doesn't, so it's good. His Christmas toys are
3: still in the closet.
2: They are, and I I am going to save some for his birthday in May, but I will also slowly drip them out maybe once a month. So So. smart. Okay. Decluttering, minimalism. This is a huge topic for you guys. You love it. Whenever we ask you what you want to hear, Always more minimalism and decluttering. So we've got you covered. If you are new to the show and you would like to hear some more on this, grab a pen or put this in your phone. We have a few other episodes for you to listen to. So some of our most popular ones are episode 61, and that's how to achieve digital minimalism. Episode 69, how to cultivate a minimalist schedule. Episode 99, we talk about contentment and gratitude and flexible minimalism. And then 109 is how to maintain a minimalist lifestyle because maintenance and sustainability are big factors Mm -hmm. in anything that we talk about. So those are some really popular, great episodes for you to listen to after this. But this episode, we wanted to talk about making decluttering fun, and creative,
3: Yeah, it's something that really does speak to us. There's a reason that this topic is so popular and something that we want to be aimed at, but then there are the barriers to it of setting aside the time for it and making those tough decisions of what to keep and what to get rid of. And yeah, just not wanting to do it. It just doesn't seem fun. It seems like a version of cleaning. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I'd rather do something else. But I really enjoy this article that we're about to get into that highlights some ways to make it fun. And at first when I was looking at it, I was thinking, Jen, that you and I would just pick out our favorites, but I really like all eight of them Mm -hmm. on here. So we're going to go through all eight of the ways to make decluttering fun.
2: Yeah. This is from The Mostly Simple Life and it's called Eight Ways to Make Decluttering Fun. And uh, yeah, start us off, Jill. Yeah.
3: So the first tip is to take before and after pictures. I love this one. It's something I also practice when I declutter, especially if I'm decluttering a space that hasn't been touched in a really long time, (laughs) where you know that you're going to get a good after picture. And that does two things. First of all, it's just fun to see the transformation, to be able to look back at, whoa, that is what it looked like before. Because sometimes we forget as we're in the process, we don't even fully remember how Mm -hmm. messy or trashy or Mm just junky it used to look. Whether Even if it's just a drawer in your house or a full room, take a before picture because you never quite know what you're going to end up doing after. So it's just fun. And it's also a way that you can brag on social media to people. You don't have to though. It's great. And Secondly, it's motivating. So the fact that you have a before picture means that you do need to work towards getting an after picture. Although, sidebar, this did not work for Eric and I in our exercise goals. At one point, we took before (laughs) pictures of like our bodies in our workout gear. We're like, oh yeah, this will be so good. In a couple of months, we'll take after pictures. That never happened. What were you going for? You're both like (laughs) so fit. We're not fit. We're skinny. We're skinny. We're not in shape. You wanted to see muscles. I did. Yeah, I wanted to see definition. I wanted to see tone. It just—I don't. Who knows where those those before pictures are? In your defense, you could keep up with us when we were running
2: in the spring. Like it was—I mean, you beat me some days. So you you were pushing a
3: stroller. To be fair. (laughs) <laughs> Anyhow, I think where the motivation would come in is because I think decluttering hopefully will take less time than toning your body while exercising. That's quick quicker so. win. Something
2: else I love is time lapse. So take your before picture and then do a time lapse video while you're decluttering. And so the hour or two that you spend decluttering becomes this like really short video that you can see the progress happening, and it keeps you motivated to keep going because you're like, oh, I can't stop. My time-lapse video is going. And then you watch it afterwards, and you're like, oh, this is so cool. I want to do another. Yes.
3: We did a time-lapse video when we moved here with Travis. Travis helped us unload our enclosed trailer. We did a time-lapse video unloading our trailer and moving in. It's fun. It is. Yeah, it's a way to make it fun, give you something to look forward to watching at the end of your work. It's great. Yes.
2: And time-lapse videos are so fun to watch on YouTube and Instagram. So then definitely please post your time-lapse videos and tag us in them so that we can benefit. Celebrate with you. Yes, because I love, I love watching time-lapse cleaning yeah. videos. Mm-hmm. Those are so satisfying. Mm-hmm. I love them. All right. So number two is to set a timer. So if you're intimidated by the amount of time you think it will take to finish a decluttering project try setting a timer and racing against the clock. So maybe you only have, you know, 15 or 30 minutes like before your kid wakes up from your nap. And normally I would be like I'm just going to sit here for 30 minutes and scroll Instagram. But if you have a small space, maybe one drawer or something that you can declutter, set a timer, 15 20 minutes, And then go really quickly. And what that also does is helps you make faster decisions Mm -hmm. and you make better decisions about decluttering. I love this one.
3: It's so great. Just make sure you don't actually throw away really important things. Yeah. (laughs) Like the only knife that you ever use to chop vegetables. Keep that one. Well, yeah, you're not gonna probably not gonna throw away (laughs) that one if it's the only knife you use. My boss threw away her marriage license Ah. in a decluttering frenzy. She's just like, what's this? This is cluttering up my counter. I throw away everything.
2: And Travis is like, hey, have you seen this piece of paper? And I was like... 99% 99% chance
3: I threw it away. <laughs> yeah. This is, Always. Keep it in a good spot. Otherwise, it gets <laughs> <Right>. thrown out. <laughs> Always. Uh, the third tip on this list is to do it with a friend. Just having someone there to socialize with you. Even if they're not helping, they're just kind of hanging out with you while you do this. That can make it fun. Okay. Here's my personal caveat on this one, however. Make sure that it's a friend who is on board with this process, not a friend who's going to question every decision that you make. Like one time, I think my mom sat in my childhood bedroom as I decluttered. What? Not, You're getting yeah, rid of not that? Not the same. No, Chili, not your yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mom, my yearbook. Yeah, with your mom. Yes. Exactly. Not someone who's going to be super sentimental, but it could be someone who might be willing to take some of your things of, oh yeah, sure. I could use that and they could benefit. I also had the thought that this could be a trade Z mm-hmm. where if you've got a friend who is also interested in doing this, you swap days and maybe they do come and help you declutter. And if they've got kind of a similar mindset of how to go about it, mm-hmm. and then you give of your time to them and you might even. Find find things that you can swap actual goods that you might need similar to helping friends move oftentimes there's things that they want to discard in their move and because you're helping them you get to benefit so yes i love getting that. rid of and receiving
2: and something you could do like you could do a virtual like Co declutter, like there's virtual co working now. You could oh. do a virtual co declutter. So, if you yeah. have a friend that you've met on the internet, say maybe in the frugal friends community on Facebook, and you want to do yes. some declutters, then swap contact info
3: and do like a timed co declutter. Declutter. Yeah. Oh, this Thanks. is a great brainstorming session. Yeah. I love I'm it. I'm glad we do this. The fourth
2: one is to compete. So this is for all you competitive people out there. Check if your spouse or partner, roommate, whatever, will compete with you and see who can get rid of the most clothes or storage boxes or paperwork. This is a great way that if your spouse may be a hoarder um, and may be also competitive, <laughs> that you can get them to get rid of more things. It's not manipulative. <laughs> but it just is just cuz you said it's not
3: manipulative that means it's right
2: not. uh so it's just a technique that you i'm not saying i've used before but you could
3: <laughs> and i think this could relate to the previous one the previous tip of doing this online with somebody you could also make it a competition it doesn't have to be someone within your own household you could also compete with somebody outside of your household for how many things you get rid of or yeah, there's all kinds of creative yeah, or things or whoever
2: who has the most before and after photos.
3: Ooh, who has a prettier yeah. before and after photos posted in the Frugal Friends oh. Facebook community group. We vote. It doesn't have to be pretty. It
2: just has to be clean. <laughs> <It's> yeah. True. <laughs> don't don't make it, don't make right, it about pretty, <laughs>
0: please.
3: <laughs> number 5 on this list, do a declutter challenge. So somewhat along those lines, maybe not as competitive with another person, but a challenge with yourself. And this article recommends going on Pinterest and finding any kind of declutter challenge. Just type that in and find one that resonates with you. Some common ones will include decluttering a certain room of your house or a certain portion of your home. It could be getting rid of X amount of items. So find one that resonates with you if you know that clothing is a particular point of contention for yourself personally and that needs to be the area that gets decluttered, you name it, find a challenge that works for you and kind of go along with that. Some of them are just a day Mm -hmm. challenge, but some of them are monthly challenges of get rid of one item a day in this category or yeah, find one that works for you.
2: I love challenges because they force you to get through the decluttering process quickly Mm -hmm. because if you let it go for longer than six weeks, even maybe four weeks, it's very unlikely that you will get through it at all. So it's one of those things where you need to just rip the Band-Aid off, set the timers, do the challenge, and get it done quickly, and then be done with it and then just go on into maintenance because it's very hard to live in a house that you are decluttering, especially if you start something, like you start a declutter a portion of your house and then you don't finish it. And then all that stuff is just laying around. It's it's very stress-inducing. So mm-hmm. work on it in chunks that you can finish in the same session you start and then just keep doing it over and over until it's done. Yeah. 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 And – you can do number six while you're doing it is listen to a great audiobook or podcast. Yes. I'm not saying listen to the Frugal Friends podcast <laughs> while you declutter, but I am saying we have 143 other episodes mm.
3: to listen to. Yeah. This isn't manipulation by any means, but you could <laughs> listen to this very podcast this very episode while you declutter just to give you your, the motivation you need. Yeah, but also an audiobook. audiobooks. Yes. Yeah, a good audiobook, whatever you want. And number seven on this list is is to sell things. I know that we've talked about this from a variety of different angles as ways to make money when you're short on cash, and it also pairs well with the decluttering process. This article mentions that you can make decluttering fun by selling some of your things for fun money, but I would also argue you could have any other sort of financial goal, whether it's a savings goal or a specific purchase that you want to make or getting out of debt, Quicker, like that can be a fun motivator. It doesn't have to just be that you plan to spend this money in a fun way. You can also just sell things, see how much money you can make, and put it towards something that's really valuable to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And know that not everything is sellable.
2: So even if you, it's not when it comes to selling your stuff, it's not about what it's worth, it's about what people will pay for it. Yes. So keep that in mind. I'll put something up for what I think it's worth. If I don't get anything in 48
3: hours, I lower the price. Something about decluttering too is that especially if we're going room by room, we might find themes of things or a lot of things that we could sell. So maybe we're not just going to sell one pair of shorts, but if we've got five athletic shorts that we're getting rid of, we could post that whole lot for sale. Mm -hmm. And really you want to approach this when you're selling it as more, I just want this out of my home. And if I can make any amount of money off of it, that's great. So if I can do a lot of five athletic shorts for five bucks and someone's going to come porch pickup, mm-hmm. that's great. It saves me a trip to Goodwill and I make just a little bit of cash and I hardly had to do anything for it. So even consider clumping things together. And even if it's kitchen utensils, you name it, just for a low amount of money, that might be worth it for somebody to come grab.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: And the final one on here, give yourself a reward.
2: So treat yourself to something special once you've decluttered so that you have something to look forward to. And ideally, this wouldn't be buying something for your home or buying a thing. So maybe it's dinner out or maybe you get to do a family photo shoot in your house. Like you get to pay somebody to take family photos. Whatever it is that you really would like to reward yourself with after having a clean home. Maybe it's having your family over or something. But yeah, these are some great ways to make decluttering fun. I loved every single one on this list. And so our next one is from slow.co, slow with two W's. And it is a list of 25 plus simple living, slow living, decluttering, and minimalism challenges. So challenges was one of those things on the list and we love challenges. So we wanted to go through some of the most popular ones.
3: This is so fun. I didn't even know that somebody could have a curated list like this. And so it's in different categories of simple living and slow living challenges. Some of them are very off the wall, but so interesting. Mm -hmm. So this one just stands out to me. I can't not not what I'm going to do for multiple reasons, sleep and drink with the dogs. It's a once a month stoicism challenge where you sleep in the dog basket (laughs) once a month, drink the dog's water and basically realize that you're okay. You can live that way and it gives you a new perspective. So Sorry to start us off. Yeah, with one of most the, of them one are of the not more like weird ones. That. But I just couldn't. I <laughs> it it stood out to me. I'm sure someone might try it. No,
2: I'm sure uh, they I'm I am 99% sure nobody listening to this will drink out of their dog's water bowl.
3: But if on I purpose. call it a stoicism challenge, maybe we've okay. got some some people who would be interested.
4: Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Okay. Well, my favorite one on this list was actually a popular one from The Minimalists. And it's a 30-day minimalism challenge. So they have a few on this list. They have like, oh my gosh, maybe five. So they have a 10 out of 10 material possessions, 2020, 90-90. 20, but this 30-day minimalism game is the one I really like. And you can actually, I think, get like a download of it on their website. So every day for 30 days, you increase the number of things you get rid of by one. So on day one, you're getting rid of one thing. On day two, you're getting rid of two things. So by day 30, on day 30, you have to get rid of 30 things. Whoa. Yeah, and so that's a lot. It's 465 items decluttered from your house and getting rid of yeah
3: and so I'm sure like you can start big and go small you'd really have to make sure that you have enough to get rid of and you're not just throwing things out I feel like well by the end of it you kind of have to
2: be but like I think everybody has 465 things they can get rid of even if it's like a piece of paper is a thing to you Mm. like that's you can get rid of a stack of like 30 old documents that you don't need, like five-year-old tax returns.
3: Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, so I think this is a really good game, and then it gets you to, you know, start thinking with the obvious, the big things, the books and other stuff, and then by the end of it, you're going like, Right down to the paper clips because sometimes when you're decluttering, it's easier to get rid of the big things, but the small things are so small and they're so easy to like tuck into nooks and crannies mm-hmm. that they just stay in there forever. Mm-hmm. But when you're challenged to get rid of 30 things in a day, then finally that paper clip is like, okay, here's one of my things, I can get rid of it. Yeah,
3: another one that stood out to me under the minimalism category, and this. A little bit more falls into the maintenance category than decluttering, but I think still worthwhile to consider. It's the one-in-one-out rule, meaning that you would not buy anything new, first of all, until you finish decluttering. But then once you do get something new, you've also got to get rid of something else. So once you've kind of pared down to what you see as the essentials and what you want to keep into your home. If you ever do buy something new, that means it has to replace something or something else even unrelated needs to leave the home. So I think that's a good even maintenance concept. Something that I think that I enjoy keeping in the back of my head as I continue to maintain a decluttered or like a minimalist home Mm -hmm. that I don't want to find myself with 20 pairs of jeans. So if I find a pair of jeans that I like better, and that's kind of a rule for me too. Like if Mm -hmm. I find something that I like in a store, I have to ask myself, well, do I like this better than what I already have? And if the answer is yes, then I could consider buying it and replacing An item I already have with that.
2: Yeah, that's a great one for maintenance. Another one on this list I like, and it's not so much decluttering, but I guess it could be, it could keep you from bringing clutter into the house. But I just love this one. It's called the one time use rule. And so I guess the person writing this was like, I did a challenge where I wouldn't buy it if I could only use it one time. And so their examples were coffee, fast food, shots at the bar, stuff like that. So that's a great money challenge, but it also keeps us from just bringing in things that maybe we'll only use once in our home. Mm -hmm. But personally, after I make coffee, I put it in the compost. So I would still be
3: getting coffee grounds. But it's, I mean, (laughs) I didn't understand that one. I'm like, of course, food is a one-time use thing. So Right,
2: yeah. It would be subjective, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I do buy more fast food than I should at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be good just to have this like kind of rule in your head. It's like, okay, how many times can I use this? How many times Mm -hmm. will I use this? And it might be able to keep some expenses off my card.
3: Yeah, I took that more in the direction of not having as many disposable items. Mm-hmm. Like, do I buy paper towels or do I utilize rags because I can only oh, yeah, use a paper towel sure. one time. Maybe twice depending on if they're heavy duty. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you've got this other I always gravitate towards the clothing declutter pieces mm-hmm. because I that's been something for me personally. I used to collect a lot of clothes, partly because I would buy secondhand. So it was almost an excuse of why I could have more clothing because I could... Buy it less expensively, but then I would still just end up with a stuffed closet of things that I hardly ever wore. So this has been a thing for me, but there's the closet hanger method or some might call it the reverse hanger trick where you turn all of your clothes around the opposite direction from what you might normally hang them or the hanger goes on backwards on the hook. And then when you wear it, then you turn it right side around. And if you've gone for six months, nine months, 12 months with still the one hanger opposite, that means you haven't worn it. So get rid of it. Pass it on to somebody else.
2: Yeah, and it can also help you go through your closet more. You see one of those things that you haven't worn in a long time. It's like, oh, I'll wear this. Mm -hmm. So you get better use out of the Because they always have. tell
3: you, like, get rid of clothing you haven't worn in in a year. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, I don't know. Did <laughs> I wear this? I can't remember yeah. what I wore five months ago. Yeah. Oh,
2: well, so it's kind of like this one. So this is another one from the minimalist, the 90 90 rule. And you look at a possession, and if you. Have you, like, ask yourself, have I used this item in the last 90 days? If you haven't, will you use it in the next 90? If not, then it's okay to let go. Mm -hmm. I like that one. It's weird in Florida, like, winter clothes. I could say that, like, in June, like, I haven't worn this jacket in 90 days, and I won't wear it for 90 more days. But those two days in January, I need it. Mm -hmm. So, but that's just close. I'm sure there's a lot of other things that I'm, like, I should do this with. And I'm currently working on it. But this also goes, they have another one, the 2020 rule. And it says, anything we get rid of that we truly need, we can replace for less than $20 in less than 20 minutes from our current location. Hmm. And they said, thus far, this hypothesis has become a theory that has held true 100% of the time. And then although we rarely had to replace just-in-case items fewer than five times for the two of us combined, we've never had to pay more than $20 or go more than 20 minutes out of our way to replace them. And I think as frugal people, we hold on to things because we don't want to pay for them again later. We either look at the sunk cost of what we've already paid for it or think of future costs but in reality, especially if you are living in a city where things are very easy to access, it's very likely that we don't need the things that we're holding on to, like just in case.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got other groupings of challenges on here like digital minimalism challenges. So the one is digital declutter your smartphone challenge and you can figure out what is going to work best for you. But some tips might include like not having email come to your phone or not having any apps on the home screen, turning off all of your notifications, different declutter experiments that you can do for a month, having a challenge of unplugging your phone or like literally not having access to your phone for maybe 12 to 24 hours of course if it's 12 hours make sure it's when you're awake so you can actually experience what that's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i just i think that especially if challenges resonate with us this is a great article to check out to find one that really speaks to what your current needs and goals are, an area of your life that you want to see decluttered and find a challenge that works for you. They've also got a whole category of purpose challenges on here like one of them is asking why five times getting to the root of some of the things that you might do it sounds kind, of, kind of like a like a toddler like mm-hmm. your your internal toddler if you find yourself doing certain things like why am i doing this, this is important to me why but why but why <laughs> and that can kind of help us to declutter and prioritize what we have in our home, what we have on our computers, what we have on our phones. So different ways of approaching this kind of declutter topic. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I loved
3: these purpose
2: challenges actually. And so when we talked about digital minimalism, we talked about some of these challenges and I did, I took all the apps off of my phone and only brought back the ones that I use. And it's probably time for another digital declutter for me, but so good. these are all great. You know what else is really good? Mm. really great the best time of the week I need to do again the The Bill of Bill of the Week
4: that's right it's time for the best minute of your entire week maybe a baby was born and his name is William Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week.
0: Hi Jen and Jill, my name is Jess. I'm from Victoria in Australia. My favorite bill of the week is my internet bill. After listening to one of your podcasts on negotiating all bills, I finally got the guts to call up my internet provider and negotiated paying $15 less a month for the same amount of data. Now I love paying it. I
3: absolutely love the podcast all the way down here. Thanks. Bye. That's awesome, Jess. Jess, well done. And I love the details that you gave that you are paying $15 less, but the same amount of data. So nothing changed for you other than the amount that you paid. Well done. And good job finding the guts to do it. And for even acknowledging that it takes guts and some courage that it just seems like, oh, I just don't have time for it. But part of our barrier to doing something like this and negotiating is, I don't know, maybe a fear of being rejected or not having the right words or mm-hmm. feeling like you're being a burden to someone else even though you pay money to these people. So you do have the right to just ask and to try to negotiate, but well done. And finding the time to do it and the courage to do it and then seeing success and sharing it with us, this motivates us.
2: Yeah. And they need you. Honestly, whenever you have a recurring subscription, unless it's like Netflix or something, Netflix doesn't really need you. But other service providers, especially ones that have local competition, they need you. So don't ever be afraid to negotiate. It is very likely you can negotiate a lower rate. Mm -hmm. We do that literally every time we have a bill coming up like an annual review coming up or anytime somebody is trying to increase our bills. So thanks again, Jess, for sharing that. If you have a bill that you lowered through negotiation or anything else, then please visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and leave us a voicemail or speak pipe and we will Play it, and we will celebrate with you.
3: Yes. Now it's time for the lightning round.
2: Pew, pew, pew. So our lightning round today is confession of what is something in your house that you need to get rid of, mm. but you just have not yet. Boom, bum, boom.
3: What is it for you, Jen? Um... So I actually
2: am, you can't see this, but I am sitting in front of a gigantic box of things mm. that need to be gotten rid of. And I'm typically very good about getting rid of stuff. I love getting rid of stuff. Yeah. I don't like getting rid of Travis's stuff, but he has some snorkeling gear and a bowling ball. And neither of which he has used in the entire time I've known him. (laughs) But we still have it. And so I've kind of gotten some of this stuff out. And it's kind of just waiting. I have some other stuff of mine that I'm getting rid of. But I'm happy to get rid of. I had to shuffle some things around because I'm like, ooh, I could probably get rid of this if I put this here and this here. And I just like look for things to get rid of. But we're working on... Getting rid of the snorkeling gear and the bowling ball. Yes. I love that it is that it is Travis's things
3: that you're trying
2: to get rid of. I know. Well, <laughs> I try to think of something like, what do I need to get rid of? Yeah. And I'm like, if I see it and I need to get rid of it, it's gone. it literally goes right into a bag. And then when that bag fills up, it goes to the thrift store. Yeah. Like, all the time.
3: My trouble right now is finding a place to donate my items. Like, I'm still learning the area. Back up north, we would have drop boxes all over the place, or I kind of knew the thrift stores that were along the way and what their donation hours are. And I don't know that yet. So I just have this constant bag in the trunk of my car that's like, if I happen to see a place that I can drop things at, I'll do it. So anyhow, one thing that I need to get rid of, this is a tough one for me because we are still in the process of settling in our new house and going from living in 170 square feet to living in 1400 square feet. So it has been a bit more of collection for us than decluttering. However, Our garage is a hot mess, (laughs) and this might be in line with what you're describing, Jen, of Travis's things versus my things, and especially if I don't understand things like all of the different tools that Eric has, but yet we're also in a renovation, so there's things that I can't quite get rid of, so this is my long answer to say There are some lights, I think, in the garage that we need to get rid of. We have a collection of lamps Mm -hmm. that I don't think we're going to need anymore here, but then I've been kind of holding off because we're not quite settled and my kitchen is practically still demolished. So it's a weird time for me, okay? It's a weird time in the decluttering (laughs) space. There is a lot of stuff, but there's reason for it. So I think lamps... Mm, Check back in in a year. Okay. That did actually made me
2: think of there are some white Christmas lights that I've been holding on to that I need to get rid of. And because white lights are so versatile, but I have enough lighting outdoors and I'm not in my 20s anymore. So I'm not going to hang them inside my house. (laughs) So I'm getting rid of those are actually in the box. I just remembered those were in the box.
0: So, Bean Dad, The Dress.
3: That is a thing that you do in your 20s. Right? It's cute. It's like I, you it know. It's cute. It's but well, i not. Oh, usually you're anymore. living in spaces in your 20s that need like anything is going to make the space look better. <laughs> so like twinkle lights is the way to go. Yeah, white twinkle lights are fun.
2: But I have a real outdoor, you know, patio lights now. So we're good. you
3: <laughs> you're in your mid 30s now.
2: Yeah. Hey, early thirties, Jill, (laughs) you're six months younger than me. Six months. That's it. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you for listening and and not insulting my age. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, we're so grateful for you and your kind reviews. Like this one on iTunes from Seam Stress. It's a Ta-da emoji, ta-da emoji, hands waving in the air emoji. It happens to be five stars. I love these girly sense of humor and tips. On more than one occasion, I've been given information that I haven't heard on other budgeting podcasts. I love that this podcast isn't just their opinion or rattling on about how much coffee they've drank that day, as so many podcasts are now. My favorite thing to hear about is budgeting. Keep up the good work. Mm. Thank you. I hope you liked the the budgeting replay
3: we just did. Thanks seamstress. That's great. And you're welcome for not talking about coffee all the time.
2: Yeah, I already finished. <laughs> my Instead, coffee today, we talk about so. wine. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Before we were recording, Jill talked about how she bought two bottles of champagne for our get together. <laughs> but before we could and get together, they were already gone. So that is the thing that I wanted to tell
3: everyone. Listen, not because of me, because of my friends that I'm hosting, but that's another story. (laughs) We also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we're adding you to our monthly drawing. For every five tags and reviews we get each month, we're giving away a copy of the Frugal Friends workbook.
2: Woo! And don't forget that that workbook is on flash sale right now. So if you have not been successful in the giveaway so far, definitely get in there on that. FrugalFriendsPodcast.com slash workbook. And please keep leaving us reviews on iTunes or Stitcher and sending the screenshot to FrugalFriendsPodcast at gmail.com. And our assistant Jennifer will get in there and see it and send you that workbook if you win.
3: See you next week.
2: Bye. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Sirianni. Um, I know my mom doesn't listen to the podcast, but I still would like to say happy birthday, mom.
3: Oh, happy birthday. Today is her birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. I'm glad you were born so I could be born. (laughs) I'm glad you were born so Jen was born and I could be friends with her. Mm -hmm. That's it. You did a good job with your daughter. Blessings, blessings. (laughs) She's so cool (laughs) and you're so... (laughs) (laughs) I just want to keep singing. I know. We
2: <laughs> we should never sing on this show, yet somehow we always we end do up singing. every
3: single time. It's <laughs> And it's always the same song, too. I don't know what song we're making up, but it's always the same yeah. thing.
2: Well, well, great apologies, but thank you for sticking around and listening to the after show and the singing every time.
3: <laughs> it's always a great after show.
0: Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's brand new, season two.